0: Welcome. You're listening to the rest of the sermon, a podcast where we dive deeper in content and conversation of last Sunday's sermon at Westside in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. For more information, you can visit our website at westsidepb.org. And we're back to the rest of the sermon. Welcome back. If you've been following us through, we have been going through our uh, new series for the new year called New Year, New Family. And if you want to catch up on any of those, you can listen to those on the podcast here or you can catch them on our Facebook feed uh, and kind of dig back through if if that's your kind of thing. I'm going to read through Genesis chapter two and then uh, introduce and welcome some guests that we have with us. And then we will get rocking and rolling. Genesis chapter two, beginning in verse 20. She shall be called a woman, because she was taken out of man. Therefore a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. And the man and his wife were both naked and were not ashamed. Thanks be to God for his word. Guys, I'm excited about today. I have two very special guests that are near and dear to my heart, and yours as well. If you go to Westside, I've got Mr. Stu Finnerty. Hey. Hey, Stu, and Mrs. Terry Finnerty. Hello. How are you guys? Great. Good. How's today been so far?
1: Nice easy day. Yeah.
0: We, <laughs> it. I don't know if, if we've hit the peak of it and it's about to tank, but we were talking about taxes in the lobby. So uh, <laughs> you know, I don't. I don't know if it's going to get better, if it's going to get worse. But for now, it's going to be good. I'm excited to have you guys. We are essentially going to be walking through uh, a little bit of. Um, so this past Sunday, Pastor Jason walked us through if the importance of moving forward. You. Uh, there's a value in seeing the season that you're in. Right. And we sort of derived these seasons from life from the text in Genesis chapter two and three. But before we get there, I would love to just spend a little bit of time getting to know you guys. Um, you guys have been at Westside for a while now. And how long have you guys been attending Westside and serving and stuff?
1: Since 2015. Wow. Yeah.
0: 2015. Now, seven what, years. Seven years. My goodness. My wife and I are creeping up on just about seven or eight years now, I yeah. think. you guys, Man, it's been a while.
1: It's been a while.
0: Yeah. How has everything been? <laughs> coming to Westside and living here for seven Upsid years. Down. No, yeah. It's, it's been good. Yeah.
1: You know, I grew up going there. I, I yeah. was a teenager. I was baptized there. Yeah. I went there as a teenager. I was involved in the youth group then. Yeah. And uh, so it was like coming home. For me
0: were you there when um i think the guy's name was roger uh the guy in the youth group who sped out on his motorcycle at yep. 15 and got hit on baron and yep. shannon and
1: that i in fact when we did redid the road up yeah. there the day that it was finished i sent him the video <laughs> that you and jason did yeah and he was like oh that's been a long time coming yeah that's he so and i cool. were really really good friends that's so. awesome
0: well really out of nowhere crazy story there was a knock at the door like last week and I went downstairs, I was up in the crow's nest working on stuff on the computer and I came outside and there was a guy asking for the pastor or one of the pastors to talk to and uh, he said, my name's Roger, I, I'm the reason they did that down there and I yeah. was like, did what, the crosses? He's like, no, moved to the road, I got hit on my motorcycle. And I was like, oh, I've heard so many stories. Yeah. Like I've heard about you from Frankie and from Freedom, from Terry. And like we, we've heard that story a thousand times. And Great it's, guy. Yeah, it was really, really cool. He doesn't live here anymore. I no, think he, he li-
1: I think he lives in Florida.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. Alabama or Florida yeah. or Georgia or yeah, something like that. One of those lines. There's a band about Florida, Georgia. Like, don't, <laughs> don't listen to them. I mean, you can if you want. It's no big deal. Um, so you guys have a history a little bit with Westside Terry, you specifically. Um, but I would love to hear about your guys' history. Walk us through um, – how long you've been married, and, well, just walk us through the story. Tell us your love story, man.
1: So uh, we met in around 1996, 97 at church. Yeah. Um, we worked on some of the same committees together and yeah. things like that, and uh, we were actually both married at the time. Yeah. Um, in very— To each other? No. Or <laughs> separate people? Okay. <laughs> separate people. Okay. So then— Years passed. Yeah. We both ended up divorced. Um, Some really hard situations for both of us. Yeah. And then decided, uh, I think he had won some tickets to a... On the
2: radio. To a yeah. Hall & Oates
1: concert. Hall & Oates, yes. Yep.
0: What I want you got might yep. be hard to handle. Yes, I love Hall & Oates. Let's go. So
1: another friend of ours from <clears throat> church had... This was like the beginnings of email and yeah. instant Yeah, dial-up. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah, definitely instant, I mean dial-up. But instant messaging. Yeah. And the app, or whatever it was called at the time, was yeah. ICQ. Okay. ICQ.
0: ICQ, all right. And
1: so this friend um, kind of got us both talking to each other, you know, here, give me your email address and give me your email address. And yeah. So we were just talking one night, you know, and he tells me about these tickets that he won. He's like, uh, you know, just friends you want to go yeah. with me and I'm like sure you know and then I got to think about it too. I thought of course <laughs> I had
2: 10 guy friends I could have invited <laughs>
1: so but I, I I thought about it for a day or two you know because this was like a week out right and I think about it for a day or two and I'm like mm, man you know what if somebody what will people think you know because we're both not very long divorced yeah. and, and so we uh, I said I I sent him another message, you know, and I'm like, man, I don't think it'll be a good idea. And then I talked to one of my friends the next day at work and they were like, why? (laughs) Why would you not? It's a free trip to Metropolis to go to, you know. So I ended up deciding to go. And uh, as we were walking back to his truck that night, our, just like accidentally our hands kind of touched. Yeah. And it was like electric. Yeah.
2: Wow.
1: And uh, so after that, we, I mean, I don't know that we had a day that we didn't see each other after that. Oh, yeah, I, I don't, don't think, think wow. so. Did and you both
0: acknowledge it when your hands touched no, or was it like, no, it was no, an internal yeah, thing for both like, of you? You're yeah, like, Oh, I hope she yeah. didn't. But I feel like,
1: yeah. <laughs> That's great. And, and we ended up, Cut, taking the long way back home, you know, going all the way up to Cairo and around. Yeah. And making it take, you know, a lot longer to get home. I mean, I don't think it was like 2, 3 in the morning by oh, the time yeah. we got back. Just yeah. talked about everything, you know. So uh, fast forward. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I don't remember in May. So that was, in, that was October 1st of 1999. Yes. So May of 2000. Yeah. Like the 10th. Ninth, 10th, something like that, he asked me to marry him. Yeah. And eight days later, (laughs) on his birthday, (laughs) we got married. All right. Best present I
0: ever got. Yeah. Oh, that's great. That's so awesome.
1: almost 22 years. Wow.
0: 22 years. Does it feel like 22 years?
2: Some days. Yeah. And And some days
1: it feels like two, you know, or 22 days. Yeah. Yeah. So we brought a lot of baggage, though. Yeah. Well. was...
0: I'd like to talk about that for a second. Um, what was it like? So, divorce, in especially in the Bible Belt and in church culture, is not just not just frowned upon, but it's I mean, it's sneered at. It's it's a it's a long nose look down our nose at those who make this decision because they one didn't try hard enough, or two didn't have enough faith or believe hard enough. What was it like going through that season, being involved? in a church like how was that received were you guys cared for was it met maybe in a different way
1: for me i think the most looked down on came from myself mm-hmm. you know i didn't i didn't do this right you know i i don't deserve this you know yeah. me and him I, I don't deserve it because i failed the first yeah. time you know well so, that
0: doesn't i mean that sometimes that can come from within us but that that line of thinking and that train of thinking had to come from an external. Absolutely, source. comes from the enemy. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, maybe, and maybe just from the culture. and, yeah. You know what I saw. Um, we, I don't. We didn't end up staying at that church because, exes. Yeah. Um, but once we started serving in another church, you know, we were serving at Pilgrim's Rest Church down in Fair dealing. Yeah. And. We were welcomed. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, nobody, there wasn't that tarnish on us. I I mean, there were certain things I think that they would probably would not have allowed uh, us to do. Yeah. um, Like senior pastor or something like that, you know, but as far as serving and serving with the youth, which is what we did a lot, serving with the youth. Yeah, because all our
2: kids at the time were youth age. Yeah.
0: Okay. Very cool. That's super awesome. Well, I know that when it comes to, when it comes to something like divorce or separation, um, a lot of people externally can feel things um, like shame and guilt, uh, maybe that begin internally, but also can be laid on you from other people, whether it's within a church or a community. And I'm really glad to hear that there was a church that was able to love you guys through one of the hardest seasons of your lives. I can it's imagine. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So tell me a little bit, Stu, I want to hear your perspective. You tell the story now. <laughs> she, how'd you guys meet? Well, I want to hear from your per- because Because if you're listening to this and you're married, and this is one thing I want our people to take away, is the two shall become one flesh. That doesn't mean that... That now, and we'll talk a little bit about this this coming week um, about submission and wives, and then husbands uh, the following week. But uh, that doesn't mean that uh, Terry, you no longer have a voice or a choice. That Absolutely. Doesn't, that doesn't mean that you know, you now that you're married in one flesh have to completely submit all your all your wishes, thoughts, and desires, and everything completely to your husband. Absolutely. And that you need to be quiet and do as I say. Like <laughs> that's. Uh, so what I want people to derive from this hearing Stu tell his story. Is to know that these two stories have come together to make one story. So I uh, so but I'd love to hear your perspective. How'd you guys meet? Tell me about the concert. What do you remember? All of that.
2: Well, she's the date person. So I'll have a recap, but it won't be as detailed. Yeah. Um, the first time I remember a connection was I was running sound at the church we were at. Yeah. When we met one service. And we used to always sing, I love you with the love of the Lord at yeah. the end of the, we all hold hands, you know, across the aisle, everything. Yeah. And you look around and sing, tell people you love them, you know. And it was a neat way to end the service. And That's cool. Like, I looked down and our eyes met, and she's singing that to me. <laughs> and <it was> like, <laughs> I don't know.
0: Do you remember if that? There Terry? was anything yeah, deeper.
2: <laughs> but it, it like, that was the first time yeah. that light went on. That's awesome. Was that and, before
0: and, or after the concert?
2: Oh, well before. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, And I think uh, a lot of the people at our church at the time knew our spouses. Yeah. And all the situations, and I think most of them, anyway, felt like it was, um, well, what else are you going to do? Yeah. As far as it depends on you. Yeah. Yeah. I can't control anybody else, and I can't stay married just because I want to. Um, and so there was a lot of uh, understanding yeah. and compassion. There, There is still, and, and probably rightfully so, you don't want to fail anything, especially yeah. something that you swore to God that you're going to do. Sure, yeah. But then again, it's not the unpardonable sin. Yeah. Um, I thank God, and... Uh, I was excited when she said yes. Uh, Yeah. I was using the word friend, um, but I was hoping it'd go to more. Uh, Yeah. We just clicked. You know, we had all the same interests. I mean, I knew about. Yeah. Um, Serving together at church, uh, side by side on committees, like she said. Yeah. Um, She always had a smile on her face, um, and I could use some of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, that... Walking back to the truck after the concert, um, I kind of knew then. Um, I mean, it it really was like there was electricity, and it shocked yeah me physically. Yeah. Just brushing her hand, not even trying to. <laughs> <you know? laughs> Let's go. Uh, I mean, it's the only time anything like that's happened. Yeah, and. Uh,
0: That's incredible. The rest is history. Yes. Yeah. That's so great, man. That's so awesome. So what like if there was so the book of Romans chapter 8 says we know that God uses all things together for good for those who are called according to his purpose in Christ Jesus. And even something as as difficult and as dark as as the journey you both have been on in the past uh, before you met each other, God can use for good. What, what are maybe some things that you've seen God draw out of that season of your lives that bleeds into now, into how you relate with one another, how you function as a family, all of that?
1: I think a couple things that I can think of is, yeah. number one, using our experiences to help other couples. Yeah. That, like, that's our passion. That's mm. our calling is, sorry, I'm going to get all weepy. Please. Yeah. Um, Cry all over this room, Barry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We, you know, when we were going through it, yeah, and and the things that we went through after we got married, and the times that we almost divorced, you know, and and but by God's grace and through some wise counsel of from Him, you know, yeah, um, we were able to make it through. And I look back now, and in my little bit of understanding that I have, I know that God brought us through those situations to save marriages. Yeah. That's. Amen. That's it.
2: Ours first. And then maybe.
1: Maybe one or two others, you know, (laughs) along the way. So
0: That's such good news.
1: And then, you know, for our kids, hopefully, hopefully part of it is, don't do what we did. <laughs> <You
0: know? laughs> oh, that's a that's just a parenting book. Someone's gonna write that yeah. in the future. Don't yeah. do what I did. Yeah, <laughs> here's, here's do what we,
1: we say, not as we do. Yeah,
0: page one. Do the opposite of what we did. The yeah. end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys are great parents. Tell us about your kids. Tell us about your kids. How many you got? How old are they? What do they do? Six between us. Yes,
1: uh, but they're all ours. I mean, right? Yeah, we have we have great relationships with. Most of the, uh, you know, with the girl's other parents, his kid's other parents. Yeah. Mine not so much, but that's okay. They're grown now and and that's up to them to have that relationship. But um, Leah is the oldest. And I'm not going to tell her age because she would really get (laughs) mad at me. Um, So she actually just got married. Jason actually married them on Labor Day weekend. And then we had their reception and everything on New Year's Eve. Very cool. Um, So her and her husband, Jack, live in Satellite Beach, Florida. Awesome. Um, She is active reserve air force and she works at Cape Canaveral. Okay. Yeah. Um, Jack's retired from the army. Okay. And then next would be Madison. And her husband, Justin, uh, they actually live in Melbourne, Florida. He's in the Air Force. Okay. And works uh, at Pat, or Patrick Air Force Base. Yeah. so And they have two boys. Okay. Uh, Logan and Caleb. They're like precious treasures of ours that we yeah. hardly ever get to see. Who's next? Corey. Corey. Corey has too many kids for me to count. <laughs> <laughs> um, he lives in Jackson and uh, with his... Girlfriend Cody, who yeah. has been a godsend. Uh, he now has full custody of his kids through some issues that came up. And yeah. so he has, uh, we have, he has full custody of three of them. So, but he has Cassidy, Nevea, Addison, Harper, Weston, Lily. And Kyson. Guys, she's doing this so. with her hand on the table. There's no paper or anything. That's incredible. Doing it by memory. And we're only on kid number three. Yeah. yeah. We got three more um, to go. Okay. So then next is Kayla. I'll let you. You can tell Kayla's story. Uh, her, yeah. Her.
2: Kayla lives in uh, Lansing, Lansing, Michigan. Okay. Married to a neat guy, Kyle. First time we met him, which is kind of scary when yeah. you think about it, we uh, went to Florida to spend the week together, yeah, and so we're stuck. I hope we get along, yeah. And he just fit in. Was it so just well. you and him, or was Kayla? Oh, there no, too? it was uh,
1: all of our grown kids that okay. didn't have kids. Okay, at the time. I yeah. was gonna
0: say that'd be a long <laughs> trip to be with your future father in law, like just alone in Florida. <laughs> right? Uh,
2: but he just fit right in, yeah. I mean, he's got the same uh, sarcastic dad joke every other breath. Um, come on, everything can be made funner, mm. um, yeah, just hard worker. Great husband to Kayla, and uh, they have two kids. And
1: uh, We don't get to see them nearly enough either, Charles and Evelyn. Evelyn's named after me. Her middle name is the same as my middle Aww. name, Evelyn Ray. That's sweet. Yeah. She's just a little over a year old. We got a video of her first steps All right. this week. All right. Let's so. go. Yay.
2: And then uh, Josh mm-hmm. is next. He lives here in Poplar Bluff. Yeah. And uh, he actually works for us. Uh, at the construction company and at the vape shop. Nice. Uh, split that up through the week. And then...
1: His uh, wife, Candy, is a nurse practitioner here in town. Okay. They don't have any... Well, Candy has kids. So we adopted four more grandkids Yeah. When they got married. So okay. Josh became a grandpa when he got married. Wow. Yeah, um, because she has grandkids. and Okay. So, uh, but her kids, uh, Jade, Taylor... Jake and Austin—they're all grown. Uh, two of them are serving; the two boys are serving in the military, and wow. the girls are both nurses. And they have beautiful kids, and they're just such a great family. And her Josh's in-laws are great. Er, his mother-in-law, she's a lovely lady. Yeah. Uh, they just lost Candy's dad a couple mm. of years ago to cancer, but uh, they're just a great family. We're we're so thankful she's part of our family now. Yeah. Uh, Candy has a
2: great mother-in-law too. <laughs> <Thank you>. <laughs> <laughs> and then the youngest. Um, is Gabe? Yeah, uh, he recently married Kanan. Kanan and very cool. They live out in uh, Long Beach, California. He's actually rocket
1: rocket engineer, rocket
2: engineer wow. for SpaceX. He works wow. on capsules that get. I think sent you guys to told me
0: this once, but I forgot. Hey. That's insane.
2: We're yeah. proud of all our kids, but we. So, brag about it. <laughs> so Gabe, so
0: Gabe was the one who put the blue light in the sky last night. Right? Well, Did you guys hear about that? Yeah. yeah. All of the excess fuel from Falcon nine, like yep. spinning up in the atmosphere. Some people, some people thought it was like a gate to another dimension or yeah. Jesus was coming back. Like, <laughs> that's so, so out of all of your kids, six kids, and then all of their uh, girlfriends, boyfriends or spouses, how many grandkids do you guys have? 13, um,
1: 13 wow. plus candies. So uh, that went, that would be...
2: Seventeen. Well, a great like twenty eight. Wow. Yeah.
1: We would have if we had all, all of our kids and grandkids, yeah. and us counting the step, because they're our kids yeah. too. Yeah. And I forgot I almost forgot one. Bentley is yeah. Corey's girlfriend's son. And okay. I mean, he's another one of our grandkids. Sure. Yeah. I mean Bentley's just like the rest of them. He fits yeah. right in there. So if you were all um, in the But same if we were all together. in the same room together, there would be fifty of us. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> That'd that fill the fellowship hall. You need to rent out the, yeah. the Black River Coliseum yes. or something yes. like that. That's incredible. When you think about, when you take the time, I mean, we've just spent eight to ten minutes talking about your family and and the size of it. What do you feel when you talk about your family? What do you feel Joy. in your heart? Yeah, right. Yeah,
2: I grandkids are by far the best part. Oh yeah, here's some I mean, sugar. Now go home. If you've got <laughs> exactly. kids Right now, think of them as an investment plan for your grandkids because it'll be worth it Mm. pour your heart into your kids now that's wisdom and then enjoy your grandkids yeah they they really are a
0: wise man builds up an inheritance not just for his children but for his grandchildren as well and you can build that inheritance by raising your kids to love jesus amen let's go that's Mm -hmm. super awesome well thank you guys for sharing a little bit of your backstory and who you are and all of that I want to spend some time looking at this chart, uh, the seeing the season that you're in. We handed these out on Sunday, and it was sort of like a guideline for people to kind of fill in the blanks for the four seasons of life that we see uh, Adam and Eve uh, structured in through Genesis 2 and Genesis 3. And this will be available in the show notes as well um, if you guys want to follow along with that. I don't know if we can put images in the show notes, but we can put a link to a graphic or something so you'll be able to see it. But I want to talk about these seasons, specifically... Your guys' history and your marriage, um, from uh, pre-marriage to maybe engagement and the, the eight-day window of engagement, <laughs> <laughs> and, and then your, and then uh, and then your when marriage. You know, and, you know. Yeah, right, man. Let's go. Let's go. I, my wife and I were engaged for about nine months, and like four days in, we were like. This is going to be a long time. (laughs) Why are are you waiting this long? Um, So we'll talk about these four seasons, face-to-face, side-by-side, back-to-back, and toe-to-toe. And I want to hear about your guys' experience. There's a section, three sections for each of the seasons, your roles, your outcomes, and your obstacles. And I'd love if we could get to each season and ask, hey, when do you think you were in that season? If you are now or if you were at one point, what what did that look like? Um, what were your roles? Uh, what were some of the main goals and outcomes that you saw in that season? And then what were maybe some challenges that you saw, and how did you overcome them, or how did you not overcome them? Because um, that's sure. a reality, too, sure. right? Sure, absolutely. Yeah. So, sweet. Face-to-face is the first season, uh, and we see that here in Genesis in Genesis chapter 2. I'm going to read from verse 21 through 23. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon the man, and while he slept, he took one of his ribs and closed up its place with flesh. And the rib that the Lord God had taken from the man he made into a woman and brought her to the man. And then the man said, and this is where Etta James got the song, This at last <laughs> is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. And sh- she shall be called woman because she was taken out of a man. Therefore a man shall leave f- his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. And the man and his wife are both naked and not ashamed. So we see a picture of this in the garden. If, if you're listening to this, just close your eyes and imagine this scene. The Lord God looks at Adam and says, it's not good that he's alone. Every other creature in the field, every fish under the sea and bird in the air has a mate, has a partner, has someone to complement their existence on this planet. And he looked at Adam and said, he's alone, and it's not good that he's alone. So he causes him to fall asleep. He takes a rib out of his side, and he fashions woman, and he wakes Adam up, and it says that the Lord God brought the woman to the man. And so here we see this first season, they are face to face. They are meeting each other for the first time. Adam is like smitten, sings a song about it, which is why it's kind of bracketed or indented in verse 23. And then we can sort of unpack some of the things from roles, outcomes, and obstacles. But I want to look at your guys' marriage. When was a time you guys had that experience Stu you were like alas <laughs> my love has come along yeah. what, what when's the season that you guys saw yourselves in that what do you remember Stu
2: well ours um wasn't i mean these have bold lines between them yeah. on this page yeah. ours were not separated yeah. um we had a, existing families, right? We had existing jobs, we yeah. had existing problems, and so a lot of these took place at the exact same time.
1: Kind of yeah. bled together,
2: yeah. Sure, and they still do. Yeah, uh, I I can't say that we're in just one of these now. Yeah, I mean, totally. Uh, and the the percentage, yeah, you know, may change. Like uh, there were times in our life we were back to back because. Of what was going on. Yeah. And thank God that didn't last very long. Yeah. Um, but that didn't mean we weren't face-to-face. Yeah. Too. Amen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I, I
1: think, think th- you have to be, especially in those seasons like that, like the back-to-back especially. Yeah. Um, you have to come together face-to-face in order to overcome those things that you're defending or you're protecting, you know? Yeah. Because if you don't, you end up doing it by, your, or trying to do it by yourself. Yeah. You know? And you can't. Yeah. You just can't.
0: Yeah. Well, I think one of the interesting things about Genesis chapter 2 is this is before the fall. This is how God designed and ordained things to be, without sin and apart from guilt and shame. That's why I love verse 24, or verse 25. Um, they were naked and they were not ashamed. Uh, nudity and nakedness uh, carried a level of, of uh, and a degree of guilt and shame in early Hebrew culture, which is why Jesus was crucified naked. And um, I would say, the reason i think it's hard to fully for i don't think anybody can ever fully identify with that Romeo and Juliet, Adam and Eve moment of there was a season where everything was completely perfect. Like we were face to face and there were no problems. I mean, we can (laughs) tell ourselves that, but (laughs) I think maybe that
1: moment when our hands brushed might've been that, you know, (laughs) or when our eyes locked during that song. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
0: uh, in that season, what were, what what were some roles that you guys saw? Like uh, here we see in the passage, like it's, it's, lovers or friends. I mean, we see this design, this first wedding that God joins them together. Adam looks at her and is like, I think that's different than a giraffe. (laughs) Yeah, hello, let's go. And then there's a wedding ceremony. Like, what were some of the roles that you guys saw in that season? Uh, Or maybe, like, if let's say, as you mentioned, Stu, like, let's say even now, like, you're 70% face-to-face and then 30% side-by-side. Like, super in love with each other and like there's a lot of intimacy going on but there's also work that needs to get done oh, okay. like what are some of the roles in the face-to-face that's 70 percent um, that you guys found yourselves in
1: friends I, I mean like this says for sure yeah because, because we were friends yeah you know first which I don't know it, yeah I feel like I'm giving advice that they give on friends you know don't hit on <laughs> your existing friends but you find someone <laughs> and you develop that Yeah, you know that existing friendship, and uh, at least for me, to start out with, that was hugely important. um, Being friends because I needed yeah a friend then you know so Mm. and then through the years, I mean you know uh, that just stayed. Yeah, how
0: how valuable and important is your friendship? I feel like that's something that may get overlooked a lot, not just in Christian marriage, but in marriage altogether. Like this is my spouse, but we used to be real close and, and friends and laugh together and all of that. But now not so much anymore. Like how important is that friendship for you guys?
2: It's the most important thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, we wouldn't have made it through yeah any of the rest of this, mm. um, without being connected first. Yeah.
0: Um, what does that friendship look like? Like, if you had a role as her friend, what are some of your roles? What are some things that you serve and, and provide as a friend to Terry?
2: Uh, Sounding board. Um, I let her vent. Yeah. Um, for the most part, she can say anything she wants to me. Um, I'm not offended by her honesty. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I have to remind myself I'm not offended. <laughs> yeah. But, um, so, given a voice. Think of, what i need from christ yeah i need to be able to tell him what's going on let's
0: go right you men better be listening come on Stu.
2: and so i'm supposed to be that for her yeah and sometimes it takes some work and other times it comes easier but she needs to be able to tell me how she feels why she's scared um what i did wrong yesterday yeah and how i can fix it yeah (laughs) um
0: How important is safety to you in that environment? Terry? Oh, hugely, like,
1: especially given what I came out of. Yeah, you know previous areas. Because that's a vulnerable
0: space um, to have it, somebody to be that sounding board that you can be on. I would hope it would be our spouses, but that's yes. also—I mean—it's a real vulnerable space, and you want to feel
1: safe, right? Absolutely. And yeah. and when you come from a background of not having that safety, yeah, and it it, it takes a while. And I think that's another reason why it was so important that we had that friendship first because I don't think I would have trusted somebody that I wasn't already friends with at any point be- yeah. at the time I was in in my life, um, you know, the things that I had gone through in my marriage and yeah. and that safety of being able to express how I feel and not walk on eggshells. You know, I don't—I I hear— spouses, wives talk about, you know, I feel like I have to walk on eggshells around him. And I'm, I'm like, I remember that. Yeah. And it crushes my soul mm. that they have to feel that way because it's so important to be able to feel safe. So guys, they need to feel safe. Your yeah. wife needs to feel safe to be able to come to you with anything. And you don't have to agree. Yeah. With he doesn't have or to agree or change Yeah, yeah or, with what I'm sounding off about. Yeah. But he needs to be able to listen yeah. and let me express those feelings that's or good. those and when it's more like than I
2: can it. handle Christ is that for me. Yeah. Did that's you good. hear what she just said to me? Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah.
1: Uh, and uh, and what does he usually say?
2: Um Yeah, that's <laughs> 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 that was an epiphany to me. Yeah. The day that I was whining to God, about her, yeah that woman you gave me, yeah. and uh, he said, "Hmm, how does that feel?" Mm. Like, you just did the same thing to me. Yeah. You said the same thing to me not 10 minutes ago. Yeah. How does that feel? Mm. And then it, it dawned on me, uh, you know, I'm pretty dense, but uh, it dawned on me that she's like a temp gauge or yeah. a thermometer. I can tell how my relationship with the Lord is based on mm. Terry. Wow. I mean, it's phenomenal. I I I can't remember a single time that I wasn't having an issue with her that it wasn't something I needed to change with mm. me and the Lord.
0: Wow. That's some heavy insight. That's some serious stuff. I uh one of my, my so my wife and I did like a three weeks of premarital counseling when we were engaged. Um, and this will we'll, this June will be 11 years that we've been married. And when we were engaged, we did this premarital counseling session. And one of the biggest takeaways was just a super practical thing. It wasn't even really like rooted in God's word in any specific verse. But the guy said um, to all the men in the room, like one of the biggest things that you can learn is to ask your wife, do you want me to listen right now? Or do you want me to help you fix this? Right, And I've, I've taken that away, um, just for, just from a safety standpoint. Like, like in the same way that you're a healthy, safe place for Terry to be a sounding board. She wants you to listen. She wants you to hear her heart and her emotions and her and her mind and her feelings. And I think that that creates more safety than even being able to fix whatever it is that's ailing her.
2: Sure. Yeah. And that took a while for me. Yeah. Uh, to realize that. Yeah. Because my life is about fixing stuff. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, that's what I do. Things work better car when things down, are fixed. I go Let's, fix it. Yeah. We don't have to talk about yeah. what I got to do to the car. I just go fix it. And yeah. so that was probably one of the hardest things for me to learn uh, with any consistency. <laughs> yeah, for Was sure. to just listen. And she'll tell me if, uh, I know it's just listen unless she says, how do we fix this?
0: Yeah. That's good. Terry, what about you? What about a role for you? What, what what for you as a wife to stew looks like a lover or a friend? What are maybe some roles or ways that you um, practically like carry out those roles as a friend?
1: I think one thing for sure is, and this is an old thing that's been around for a long time. But I we always, anytime we talk to a couple, we tell them this. Know your spouse's love language, yeah, because it changes. It changes with your maturity level. it changes yeah. just with what's going in your life. Yeah. yeah. and so trying to make sure that I always know his love language, yeah, and talk to him in that, you know, whether yeah. it's you know, touch or quality time or you know, words of affirmation, yeah, whatever it is, try to make sure that I fulfill that need in yeah. him as his you know when we're face to face as his lover as his friend yeah, just make sure i'm able to fulfill that that need of his for his love language that's great
0: that's great years ago uh, dr gary Chapman and his wife put together uh, what terry's referring to are the love languages that it's actually a website i'll include it in the show notes it's called the five love and there's a quiz you can take to kind of figure out in about 10 15 minutes what mm-hmm. your primary dominant love languages are for the season of life that you're in because as i've noticed over the last few years kayla and i have taken them several times and they're different It changes, it changes. Change. It yeah. absolutely changed. are some times where it's like, I want you to touch me and tell me I'm great. And right. there are other times where it's like, don't touch me and buy me <laughs> stuff. <laughs> me stuff. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of where I'm at now. <laughs> <laughs> So we'll include that in the show notes. Um if you guys want to take that. That's a fun little thing that you guys can do. And it's actually a really great resource um, that can that can help you serve your spouse better, husband or wife. Absolutely. Um, so what were some of the outcomes? Like what were some of the goals that you guys had um in a season, maybe where you were face to face, uh, whether your roles were in that season, like Friendship or lovers or both. Uh, here we see the outcome for intimacy in the scriptures. Um, we see this this bonding together, and even in the command, the Lord tells them to be fruitful and to multiply and fill the earth and subdue it. Um, intimacy is kind of the start of that of that process. So um, maybe it's intima- intimacy, maybe it's something else. But when you're face to face, what was a goal or an outcome for you guys?
1: I think the intimacy for sure, but also the security that it gave. That we that we were able to give each other yeah. in that time, you know that we could be open is, and
2: honest, yeah, and not feel rejected,
1: mm-hmm. and and that somebody's not going to just leave because they don't like something that we did, you yeah. know, like he's not going to leave just because I did something that he didn't like, yeah, and and being able to give each other that security that we were not going to be rejected or abandoned. In my case, is what I felt like, you yeah. know, I mean i I lost my dad. At a very early age. And so I struggled with that. You know, I mean, my dad was a a godly, generous, amazing person, you know. And so he didn't choose to abandon me. Yeah. But as I grew up, I had issues with that, you know. Um, And then with my marriage ending and stuff. And so knowing through that season, that gave me that assurance that I wasn't going to be abandoned. Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, that's really good. Well, let's talk about the obstacles in that season then. You're already touching on it a little bit. Stuart, what uh, Stu, what about you, man? Like what in that face-to-face season, I mean, the obstacle we see that that we saw in this graph was sustainability. Like we try and keep this thing moving and try within ourselves to to keep keep this face-to-face uh environment and season in our life. But what were maybe some obstacles that you guys face in that season or have faced in
2: starting off with six kids <laughs> uh, <laughs> that'll do I, it uh both that's a full quiver man full-time jobs yeah and um construction you work i mean you make K one, the sun's shining right and yeah. so um, time energy yeah were obstacles
0: yeah um how do you combat that because those are very common Time and energy are, are like they're the commodities that if people could pay for it, we'd ha- we'd have two sure. more, we'd have twenty six yeah. hours in the day. Right, we'd have more energy if they could make a a coffee that didn't.
2: <laughs> it's yeah, all about priorities. Yeah, um, I mean I have to work. Yeah, to provide. Yeah, um, but that's a whole another discussion, I guess. Yeah, d- that was another epiphany. Yeah, the day that I realized my providing um it's not dependent on me mm-hmm. God yeah. provides yeah that doesn't mean I can sit on the couch and pray for provisions that I mean, means you I could <laughs> <laughs> I get up and I go to work yeah and trust God to provide yeah man I uh, put my head down and dig in but um you you have to do it purposefully yeah uh, and sometimes it gets away from you and something uh reminds you oh yeah you know we're arguing or snippy a little more than usual we need some alone time yeah and thankfully we've almost always been able to create that alone time even if yeah. it was
1: just 15 minutes yeah you know i i remember one time a period of time so we had four of the kids living with us and they were all age 11 and 12 yeah and he was working at a job in Pocahontas, Oklahoma. Arkansas. Okay. So he's driving an hour each way. Yeah. And so he's leaving the house at 6 o'clock and getting in at 7 p.m. And I've got these four pre-teens, yeah. three boys and a girl <laughs> God bless living in my house. <laughs> Plus, we decided you know, we were brilliant and decided to have this gigantic garden. Yeah. And so, you know, I would have to deal with the kids' attitudes, which now they talk about with, oh, wasn't that so fun? Yeah, But with their attitudes about going out and weeding the garden and picking tomatoes and picking green beans and stuff like that. And then he would come home and we would have supper. And then, you know, the kids had their chores to clean up and stuff. Yeah, And when our time would be, would be after the kids went to bed, in the kitchen till 1 a.m. canning. Wow. I yes. mean, it's just what it was.
2: Yeah. It reminds me, uh, you talking about that on that movie. Um, I can't remember the name of it now. <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio when he was flying and a doctor. Aviator. No. No. Um, catch Me If You Can. Catch Me no. If You Can. When his mother and father-in-law... I mean, they did all the stuff they're supposed to do all day long. They yeah. you know, entertained and went to work and made dinner, and then they're just swaying there at the sink yeah. together doing dishes. Yeah, It doesn't have to be, uh, let's go out and spend money. Right. Sometimes uh, it's just the two of you together yeah. enjoying each other's company. Yeah, um, And we didn't have a whole lot of money. Mm-mm. uh <laughs> In fact, we were yeah. I would say broke for a lot of Pretty years. Poor.
0: There's not a lot of Elon Musks out there. So no. you guys are in good company. Well, face to face is that first season. Um the second season we see is side by side, which kind of connotates this working together and this unity. We see it, um we, we see it here in Genesis, uh, where it says in verse 18, then the Lord God said, It is not good that man should be alone. I will make a helper fit for him. So already we see, um, and that's several verses before the creation of Eve, the formation of Eve. Uh, but we also we, we see even before that, like God is saying that when she comes into this family, she is going to participate in the work. They are now side by side. She will be a helper, fit for him to help tend the garden, which is his responsibility <laughs> in the first place. Which Stuart, you you can you talk about that for a second before we get into this side by side season? That was
2: another epiphany, and yeah. They all- Tell they don't happen that. very often. I never, I'll never do. forget that.
0: Tell us, tell us that story.
2: Whose job was the garden before Eve? Before anybody else was on the planet, yeah. God directed Adam yeah. to tend that garden. Yeah, a whole lot easier then, um, but it was his responsibility. Yeah. When Eve came along, it didn't change the responsibility. Yeah. Now he has a helper. Yeah. And when I realized that. Our household, and that includes everything, yeah. uh, laundry, dishes, sweeping, taking out the trash, yeah. making dinner, yeah. that's my garden. Let's go. And it's my responsibility. Yeah. And hey, I have someone that wants to come alongside and help me get this done. Yeah. A lot of it she does better than I do, but we yeah. do it together. Yeah. Some days we can do all of it together. Yeah. Some days she's got dinner halfway started we always clean up together yeah uh, it changed didn't change any details it changed my perspective that's a global perspective this that's changed is my job yeah and she wants to help yeah
0: that's good man that's so good i'll never forget that story when you told me that and i was like Man, that makes so much sense. <laughs> like,
2: That's because it's the Bible. If anything, that'll decrease your your bitterness towards
0: quote helping your wife around the house. I right. mean, my, my wife and I do a good job of sort of like passing tasks around and stuff. But like, dude, that perspective. And if, guess
2: what? Now I don't have to create an event to build intimacy to yeah. get face to face again. They're built in. Yeah, we're doing this together. Yeah, yeah. and so the that. Yearning or that uh, loneliness or all of that stuff that comes yeah. with being side by side for a long time. Yeah, uh, that apathy. Yeah, um, that counteracts that. Yeah, because we're doing it together. Yeah, and we're actually enjoying most of it.
0: That's super awesome. So one of the roles that we see is co- is co-laborers side by side, and and one of the outcomes that we see from that is advancement. We see a garden tended, we see uh, the earth multiplying and and kids being born and all of that. Granted, a lot of that happens on the other side of the fall. What's an obstacle, maybe a season in your life where you guys felt most side-by-side, whether it was running a small business or whatever, where you're chasing after something together and working together on it? What was an obstacle that you faced, and how did you go about overcoming it, or did you overcome it at all?
1: I think um, just... Obstacles that happened when in running our businesses, you know, um, things that, that came along and, and tried to uh, derail, derail. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I just, first off we had to forgive and I struggle with that. I'll admit it. (laughs) The, the things that try to derail us Mm. or the people or whatever. Yeah. Um, but then, uh, that was foremost, and then we completely, like he said, relied on God to give us those provisions to advance our business. Yeah, you know, and I mean, first off, we still had to be generous. We're commanded to be generous. Yeah, and I mean, we, as in me and him, you know, yeah. that may not be everybody's, <laughs> but we, we have a that call to be generous. Yeah, and. So we even when it didn't feel like we could, we still had to, yeah. and God blessed that. You know, He it may not have been as uh, in the same form of generosity that it was before, but maybe it was with our time or yeah. you know. But we had to continue to be generous so that He would, you know, even though we had those obstacles, He yeah. still blessed during that season. I wow. mean, amazingly so.
0: Wow, you're saying the. Antidote for apathy is generosity.
1: Oh, amen. Yes. <laughs> absolutely. That is
0: wild. We wouldn't think it's that, is it? I mean, that's almost that's the gospel. The antidote to apathy of the human heart towards God. That's good. Is generosity yeah. of the Son of God. Yep. Enduring the cross. Man, my goodness. Yep. Let's go let's go on to this next season, back Ooh. to back. When was a season that you so we see this in Genesis chapter three. Um The woman is deceived by the serpent, um, or I'm sorry, the serpent tempts the woman, says, hey, if you eat this, you'll be like God. And then she gives some to Adam, and he eats. And then God asks, where are you? Who told you that you were naked? All of this. And then we see here uh, in Genesis chapter 3, the man said, it was the woman whom you gave to be with me. <laughs> she <laughs> gave me the fruit that of the tree woman. and I ate. And then God said to the woman, well, what what have you done? The woman said, well, the, the devil made me do it. The serpent, the sea. So already we're seeing like this, this degree of blame. They're standing back to back, no longer side by side. When is a season that you guys have seen yourself there? Uh, what was it like? And maybe what were some of your roles um, in that season?
2: I don't remember. Early on we were at odds. Yeah. Parts of our life that still, God still needed to hone. Yeah. Um, and he'd use <laughs> each other to help hone that. I mean, we mm. got a built-in knife sharpener. So you married, mean you weren't right?
0: sitting alone with your Bible and praying and watching a Hillsong <laughs> video on YouTube <laughs> and God honed that. He used your wife. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. That's incredible.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I, I try to think, I think that, there were probably sometimes that that one or the other of us had a specific sin that that we were dealing with yeah and it was like if you would just stop that everything would be okay so it was mm. blaming that person even though whatever i was doing you know whatever sin i was in i wasn't talking about that i'm talking about your sin if you get rid of your <laughs> sin we'll be all right we'll be you know things will be better so um it, but also you know, defending, I mean, I think we were back to back when we were defending our family mm-hmm. when against illness. Mm. You know, two of our kids have had cancer. Yeah. And uh, it, it wasn't that we were back to back against each other. Yeah. But we were back to back against, you know, defending yeah. our family. Yeah. Um, and that was a tough time.
0: Yeah. When you're, when you're, how, when you, when two of your kids had cancer, how did that affect your marriage? Like as husband and wife, I know it's all entangled with your 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 parents. You're also individuals, but you're one flesh and you're married. How did how did that affect your marriage? That's
2: where the rubber meets the road. Yeah. Up until then, um, it's all kind of out there. Yeah. This is the way I want to be, and I'll strive to be better, and I'll try to get better, and I'll uh, listen to God more, and I'll. Yeah. Um, but whenever the chips are down like that. Yeah. Um. It's a way of life mm. instead of an ideal. Yeah. Um, we didn't have any other choice. And yeah. that's when God shines. When you're at your weakest, mm. he'll be your strength. Come on, man. And uh, I remember the. Hmm.
1: Yeah. It was tough. Yeah. It was. There, it, but
2: on this side of it, I mean, even Josh has said for that to be such a bad time it couldn't have gone any better. Mm. God was there. Yeah. He showed up, and the changes that he made in us, uh, it's hard to say it was worth it, yeah. but it was, uh, I thank God yeah. for that time. Yeah. Amen. The,
1: the the change that, I mean, I for me, I was mama bear mode. Yeah. You know, like, Full on. Yeah. I wasn't leaving his room at the hospital. And she did. (laughs) I I mean, I was not going to leave his room. And he had to come back to Popper Bluff to work. And we're in St. Louis. And it's like, you can't stay here. And I'm like, I'm not leaving. Yeah. (laughs) And um, he got with the social worker there and made all the arrangements for me to go to the American Cancer Society's Hope Lodge. Yeah. Which, that's another whole story, too, (laughs) just because... Some wonderful people in our church that we didn't even know at the time. Yeah. The night we found out Josh had cancer, showed up at our house. Mm. Gary and Angie Croy. Yeah. Showed up at our house. We didn't know them from Adam and showed up at our house to pray with us and. Because he has been there. Because he'd They'd been there, been, yeah. you know, and give advice. And yeah. anyway, that's a whole other thing. But
2: I want to grow up to be more like Gary. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: yes. Um, so
2: you didn't leave the room.
1: So I wasn't going to leave the room. Yeah. He made all these arrangements. And so in order for me to stay there, though, yeah. I had to go to this orientation at a certain time that night. And, I mean, I'm going to say he drugged me kicking and screaming to that Orientation, yeah, because I wasn't going, yeah, and I couldn't
2: leave with her not having some stability. Yeah, you can't just live in that hotel room. room. So,
1: so I went, yeah. And I ended up meeting a lady that has become a lifelong friend. She was there with her sister who had cancer at the time. Yeah. And she and I, you know, we would cook together and take the food to Josh and to her sister. And I mean, we became, we still, you know, we, we still have connection. And that was yeah, 11 years ago or something like that. That's so, really awesome. But, but he was defending me, yeah. even though we were kind of back to back because we were like, yeah, you know, having to defend and but he was protecting yeah. me and Josh yeah. in turn because if I wasn't functioning, I couldn't help him. Yeah. so it was just a yeah, it was a time.
0: So how how old were your boys when they had cancer?
1: Um, well, Josh was twenty when he was diagnosed. It was okay. Leah actually, our daughter. Oh, sorry. Yeah, and uh, she was around thirty. Okay. So and then how many
0: years cancer free?
1: Um, they're they're both Josh's. Uh, he had his ten year. On October twenty fifth of awesome. last year, and awesome. Leah's right around eight years, I believe. Let's go,
0: Amen. Yep, that's awesome. Yep. That's so awesome. Well, the obstacle in the back to back season is exhaustion, and that's and, all I'm hearing from this uh, <laughs> from this
2: story. Thankfully, yeah, uh, God's grace. Uh, yeah, how do you combat exhaustion?
0: Forever. I mean, every everyone's tired, right? Everyone's got twenty four hours. Everyone has something going on in their you life. Surround yourself
2: them. before you need it. With Mm. brothers and sisters in Christ that step up and help meet those needs. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Honestly, uh, without his provision in that way, uh, I don't know what we'd have done. Oh, me either.
1: We had some some friends, you know, church family that just—they did. They surrounded us— in a way that, and my my boss, you know, I worked for a doctor. I worked for a company, a physician company, and they surrounded me. My previous boss, Dr. Cox, and his wife. Yes, yeah. I mean, come alongside us, and it it didn't matter what it was. They they did financially. They yeah come and cleaned our house before we came home. I mean, just. The yeah. things that you don't think about, you know, yeah. the, that you're just going to be so exhausted and somebody had already taken care of it. For
0: how us, important so. is it as a married couple? Like if you could say one thing to either a newly married or a youngly married couple or even a couple that, that hasn't experienced exhaustion yet or a couple that's in the midst of it, how important is it to invite other couples or other voices of a surrounding community into your story?
2: Paramount.
1: Yeah. Be in a community. I mean, live yeah. live in a community with other people because when those yeah. times come, you—and you don't even have to ask. Like, yeah. it, just like—Stu and I were both sick last week, yeah. and two different nights, we just got random texts, hey, we're bringing you guys dinner, yeah. you know? And I mean, it was Let's go. It was amazing. Yeah. It just living in a community is what it's all about.
0: Yeah. That's really awesome. Well, the last season that we see—so we've seen face-to-face, side-by-side, and back-to-back— and then we've got toe-to-toe, we've got fighters, <laughs> we've got conflict <laughs> and then potential separation. Is there a time that you guys saw yourselves toe-to-toe with one another in your marriage? Uh, what was that like? Uh, was there conflict or fighting? What was that like? And then uh, maybe, how did you combat? I mean, obviously, you guys are still together. You've been <laughs> married for 22 years. How did you combat and overcome the temptation for separation or any of that?
2: Uh, day by day because there were a year or two um, not right at first because then it's all uh, happy and yeah fun a few yeah. years in uh- uh-huh. and after a little while um i think that's when uh combination of apathy
0: yeah um, can and- you unpack what that looked like so like I want I want our people and people listening to this to to find that relatable sentence or something that they, like, was it bickering about stuff around the house? Was it yes. large arguments about yes. financial stuff? I mean, well, like, paint me a... It just sounds like a yes, all of the above, um, but... Well, so,
1: okay, I have a good example. Right. Yeah, concrete so, example. Let's so go. Here's a concrete example. So he had his own construction company, you know, yeah. so there was there's money in the construction company account, and yeah. then we have our own personal finances. And uh, he decided... That he was just gonna buy a guitar. Let's go. An expensive guitar.
0: Man after my own heart. And so he bought it.
1: <laughs> and I was livid. Yeah. Livid. And, I mean, and, yeah. and
0: how much was the guitar? Like two grand? I, I don't even
1: remember. No. I, I mean, it, it could have been four hundred dollars at that point. Yeah, and it sure. would have been like a fortune, you know. Yeah, but, for sure. Um, but it was like, well, I paid for it out of the company, so it's really none of your business, and that's not the right thing to say <laughs> to me. <laughs> and well,
0: but that
1: that huge fight. Yeah. Led us to a pastor that was doing some counseling. Yeah, and when we went to see him and his wife, they uh, made they they after we talked a little while, and we kind of found out that that wasn't really the root of it. You know, yeah. the, the buying the guitar was not really the problem. Right. Obviously, it yeah. was the fact that you know we we weren't communicating about things. Yeah. And I mean, that's usually what the fights are Yeah, is because you're not communicating. Mm. You know, the thing you have to remember is that he cannot read your mind. Mm. I cannot read his mind. And if I don't, if I don't specifically tell him what my expectations are, how's he supposed to meet him? Yeah. And so he, and same for him. He's got to tell me what those expectations are. I thought we We,
0: hit that at like, at. Twenty years of marriage, yeah. Like you can finally no. granted the ability I mean, to reach each other's It's a little easier. <laughs> it's a little easier now. Yeah, no, sure. But, no, that's really important to but, communicate your yes, expectations, communi- your desires, your needs, your wants. Yeah. And
1: so when it comes to your finances, you know. Talk about that early on. You know, what yeah. are your expectations? What do you expect this to look like? Yeah. You know, do we have? I mean, we we got to the point where each week we each took a certain amount of money out of like the paycheck. Bucks. Yeah, yeah, it was twenty bucks. Yeah, but that was our money to do with what we wanted. And yeah. then we also said, you know, if I, if you know, there's something we need to get for the house or anything like that. Yeah, there's a certain amount that we're not going to spend over without us. I'm not getting permission from him. Yeah. But we're going we're to communicate it about it, and we're going to talk about it and say, okay, what's the best way to use this resource or yeah. you know, the, buy this thing that we need?
2: Yeah. Um, and about that time, that's when we'd sit down every Friday mm-hmm. and do a budget.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, things were tied yeah. for a long time, and so we'd sit down together. Uh, thankfully, we had both um, had that meeting with the Lord that impressed on us tithes. Yeah. Already s- before we got together. Yeah. Um, and so we were both always uh, determined to tithe. Um, and so we'd write them down each week. Our say, paycheck.
1: Gonna, this is how much mine is. This is how much his is. Let's go. And the very first thing that came off of that was tithe.
2: Yeah. And then we prioritized them, a house to live in. Yeah. Uh, food. Yeah. Uh, and I couldn't tell you how many times we'd go to the grocery store with a calculator And we've got this much, yeah, and it wasn't much, yeah, and have to put some stuff back, yeah. Um, We didn't spend what we didn't have, and yeah, uh, and again, that was strengthening us as a couple. Uh, You don't have to invent a couple strengthening thing, yeah. They're built in um, if you do it together.
1: And so we went to this pastor for counseling. Yeah. And they we actually did that's where we got the thing that we did. Remember when we did our marriage retreat up at Van Buren? Yes, I did. And we did that little covenant, my covenant home. Yep. Okay. Yeah. That's where that came from. Okay. Um, that pastor gave us one of those. And basically, you know, it it's just a I mean, you know you're in a covenant. You know, you're not it's Jason says it's not a contract, it's a covenant. And but that visual reminder it hangs in our bedroom to this day. Yeah, um, it's just a visual reminder that this is a covenant, and no matter how hard we are toe to toe, and no matter how many punches we throw, yeah, this stands. Yeah, you know, there's the one thing that that he told us. I mean, we kind of already had this conversation ourselves, but yeah. one word that is not allowed to be spoken between us is the word divorce yeah i mean we don't even speak it yeah it's just it's not it we don't give it any power yeah um and that covenant you know we're, that reminder of that that's that's not just a something between me and him you yeah. know it's between me and him and god yeah and not allowing any idea of quitting giving up whatever the yeah. case may be you know, we may be, and we still have bickers. I mean, we still, you yeah. know, things still flare up. I mean, we had a little flare up, what, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Um, and it was it, it was kind of silly. And, it, and the whole thing was just because we were both exhausted because yeah. I was coming home from a trip and he stayed up late to come and pick me up from this trip. Yeah. And then I didn't express my expectations. And so he didn't meet him yeah. and I got mad. <laughs> <laughs> and then when I got mad, yeah. you know, but... We know that we're going to have things like that that come up, yeah. but we also know that that's temporary. Yeah, you know that's just feelings, and feelings aren't facts. Yeah, and so we have to. We just, you know, we we put it aside. And one of you, even even if you don't feel like you did anything wrong, yeah, you still have to say, "Hey, I'm sorry." You yeah. know, the
2: peace is worth more than the price. Yes, yeah. that's yep. good.
0: Well, it sounds to me like. If we're looking at the obstacles section on this sheet, um, what I've heard you guys unpack over the last hour is trust and honesty are so valuable for moving forward, mm-hmm. for sustainability, that generosity is the antidote for apathy.
1: Uh, yes, um, it is.
0: That exhaustion is, is to be expected. Mm-hmm. Um, but to rely and trust on the Lord for rest for your soul. And then communication is the antidote for separation. Um, for sure. So, if I could tweet all of those, that's kind of <laughs> what I've come across. Uh, you guys have a beautiful family. You guys are a beautiful couple. My wife and I love you more than I can come up with words to describe. You guys have been not, not just generous, um, but kind and friendly and family to us. And so we, we love you for the that. Same. And we know that you guys are like that to many people in the church. Um, so before we leave, uh, before we kind of sign off for the day, one, I want you guys to talk about what you do in the church. There are roles that you guys serve that are very important, and I want people to know how you serve. And then secondly, uh, I'd love for you to open up like just a just a wide open beam for people if they have questions or anything about anything that they could come to you guys or— or whatever, if you're comfortable with that. So, Absolutely. what do you do in the church? And then, um, if people want to connect with you or something like that,
1: you go first. What you do in the church?
2: Uh, whatever needs done.
0: <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> He's not lying.
2: <laughs> uh, <coughs> excuse me. Play bass in the band. Yes, you do. Uh, as well as I can.
0: Yeah, you do um, a great job, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, I'm appreciate surrounded
2: you. by a lot of talent, and yeah. uh, hopefully, some of it's rubbing off. And uh, I lead the safety team. Yeah, uh, we've been a little stagnant lately with COVID and not being, you know, yeah. able to meet. And um, uh, yeah, it's still got its tentacles in some of that. Yeah, um,
1: but he got and it kind of had an epiphany when we were at La- in Atlanta. He went yeah. to the leadership workshop.
2: Yeah, and it, it, it's like, duh. Was I it know the, this? Was it the
0: how to be a leader that's easy to follow yes. workshop? Is yeah. it the, okay? Yeah,
2: it's like. God will never put you in a leadership position because people need lead. Yeah. Right? I mean, in my mind, I'm cause and effect very, I don't know. Yeah, linear. Practical linear. Yeah, yeah. God didn't put me as a leader because we needed a safety team.
1: Yeah.
2: He put me as a leader because the people that have the same heart for the safety and protection of our church need discipled.
0: Mm. That's good.
2: And I still feel a little weird saying that, like, me, how am I going to disciple anybody? But the the way that that class talked about it, he said, you're discipling somebody all the time. Right. You can do it purposefully, Mm. and it'll look more godly, or it can just happen, and guess what? It'll be your nature, yeah. It gets discipled instead of God's nature. Yeah.
0: That translates in your role as a husband, too. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Discipleship for your family. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's really good. Well, we're thankful for the ways that you serve. You've made an enormous impact in all the years that you've been at Westside and yeah, serving in joy. so
1: many different ways. You do a good <laughs> job,
0: man. Terry, what about you?
1: So I serve on the board. Yeah. And then I also serve in the nursery. As in fact, I'm doing that this weekend. Yeah. So if you have uh, two year olds, walkers to two years old, I'll be in there with them this Sunday. Yeah. So, um, and you know help with the women's ministry yeah. and uh, hospitality I I I mean Amy's like the guru of that but yeah. when she needs something how many people uh, how much food do I need to feed this many people <laughs> she kind of calls me sometimes yeah. so um but I love serving in our church I mean it, it's it's not like jobs yeah. it's a joy yeah so, that's awesome well yeah. thank
0: you guys for serving in all the ways that you do and Playing a role in you do at Westside. Yeah. We love it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I know that you guys have a heart for other couples and for sharing your story and for helping people um, chart their story. Absolutely. Um, so uh, if there's... I mean, you guys don't have to like shout out your phone number, your email address or anything, but if, if people... maybe you're listening to this and and you would like a little bit of of advice or counsel or biblical wisdom from a couple that's been in the thick of it for 22 years. Um, Would you guys be willing? I mean, I know you engage in that a little bit from time to time.
1: Absolutely. And, and, you know, we're not marriage counselors. Yeah. You know, we're just two people who love Jesus, who've been married for a long time and have been through a lot of it. Yeah. And we like to, you know, just meet, Talk about what's going on in your marriage. Yeah. But then if it comes to the point where we say, okay, this is a little more out of—this is out of our depth. This yeah. is this is something that we don't think. Then we will help you get connected where you need to get connected yeah. to get the real help. They can email the church. Yeah. They can call yeah. the phone number. Facebook message yeah. us, whatever. Info at
0: westsidepb.org and 573 785 1805. And, and those will get us connected I, with us. If and, you're
1: friends with us on Facebook, just shoot us a message. If you yeah. have our phone numbers, call us, text us. Yeah. We, yes, we long yeah. to do that.
0: If you're married and it's hard, you don't have to do it alone. Correct. It's actually better you if shouldn't. you don't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and,
2: and we don't have a whole lot to offer. Yeah. Um, just like we pray anytime before we meet. Uh, they don't need to hear from Stu and Terry they need mm. to hear from the Holy Spirit amen and the Holy Spirit's just decided to bless that yeah um, and it surprises me yeah yeah the ways he's blessed that I don't yeah. have that kind of wisdom or uh, speaking ability yeah um, obviously well, don't sell yourself it, short <laughs> uh, when I rely on the Holy Spirit um, he he moves. Yeah. Um, Amen. And I'm thankful for that. Well,
0: you guys have 22 years of a track record and then beyond that of loving Jesus, of loving one another well, of deriving a lot of wisdom from the seasons of life that you've seen yourself in. And we are immensely grateful that you guys came to share some of your story with us. I'm
1: glad you asked.
0: Yeah. yeah. If there's one thing that you could tell a married couple, new, if newly married, let's say newly married, maybe doesn't even have kids yet, or maybe have a Young families with small kids, what's one thing that you would tell them? Piece of wisdom.
2: Can I do two?
0: Yeah. I'll allow it.
2: <laughs> it's difficult. Yeah. It's three, actually. It's difficult. It's worth it. And it's not about you mm. anymore. Mm. It isn't about you.
0: Yeah. That's good.
2: It's about the other. Yeah. That's
1: and good. love Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. That would be mine. Yeah. On top of that.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. Well, thank you, guys. I'm going to read from Ephesians chapter 5. Uh, and I'm going to read from uh, verse 22 and a little bit through that. Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband's the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, his body, and is himself its Savior. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit in everything to their husbands. If those verses make you cringe, just come on Sunday, because we're talking about that. (laughs) But now the men get it. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word, so that he might present the church to himself in splendor, without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that she might be holy and without blemish. In the same way, husbands should love their wives as their own bodies, He who loves his wife loves himself for no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it just as Christ does the church because we are members of his body. Therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife and the two shall become one flesh. And I love this verse 32. This mystery he calls it a mystery is profound. And I am saying that it refers to Christ and his church. However, let each one of you men love his wife as he loves himself and let the wife see that she respects her husband. Thanks be to God for his word. You guys emulate this, um, uh, this. I mean, I look at your marriage, and I look at this passage, and I see a cohesion here. So you guys are doing a great thank job, you. if that means anything, from a 33-year-old guy <laughs> who's does. been it's married rotten. for not very long. So thank you, guys. Um, thank you, guys, for coming and joining us. Thanks for listening on the rest of the sermon. We have a few announcements for you. Uh, we have a youth game night on February 9th. That's a Wednesday night. Uh, we will announce that Um This coming Sunday from the pulpit, and we'll have a slide with all the time and the information. But if you've got uh, youth, uh, I think it's junior high and high school um, is the age gap there, Uh, youth game night. We're going to come together and hang out on February Ninth, And then this Sunday, we're continuing through our series, New Year, New Family, uh, and we're going to be in 1 Peter talking about wives and uh, maybe what the, the world has to say about the word submission to their husbands uh, and what the scriptures actually teach and what submission actually looks like. So uh, if the word submission, uh, as a woman, uh, pains and stings your ears, come this Sunday to learn about God's plan for your life and for your marriage and what that actually looks like, because I think you'll find it's quite different than from what the world says submission is. So Correct. thank you guys again for coming, Stu Terry. Super awesome to have thank you guys. You. Thank you thank again. You, As always, if you have any questions uh, for us on the podcast that we will answer, you can send those at info at westsidepb.org. You can catch our live stream on Facebook at 10 a.m. on Sunday mornings, and you can listen to this podcast and any other sermons that we have on this podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts that's it from us today uh again we love you guys and may everything that we do and say be in the name of the lord jesus christ we love you blessings take care bye-bye can you guys say bye 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 see you guys